It's so creepy. It does sound like Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, it's Cloverfield. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like Cloverfield, something has found us. Not COVID-19, hopefully. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Uh, just to say that this is the first episode that we are recording during the coronavirus pandemic. So apologies if there's a dip in quality. It's mainly due to Joel. <laughs> Uh, seriously though if you've never heard the show before then hold on to your statues because we're about to take some liberties Ray. Jesus Christ you know so this is the second time we've recorded this now the first time I at least got a pathetic laugh anyway I did my best I did my best thanks man thanks essentially we take a film and we put it on trial it's as simple as that there's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained including a caption contest a quiz some impressions some xylophones maybe I don't know some sound effects also I don't know we'll see and a whole lot of banter so do stick around uh, now, this week's film on trial is the 2008 movie Cloverfield. Is it Cloverfield Lane or is it the Cloverfield Paradox? Hopefully, we're going to find out. <laughs> which one of them is the good uh, one? Uh, if you don't know which one the good one is, Ozzy, then be, <laughs> <laughs> be fucking thankful you don't know. Uh, now, just to say, this will be a very spoilerific episode. So if you still haven't seen Cloverfield yet, it is uh, available for free on Netflix, if you pay for a Netflix subscription, that is. <laughs> or it's about £3.50 on Amazon Prime, I checked before. So you can listen to this episode after you've watched it, or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz, which this week is brought to us by me. Uh, I know that because I've just slapdash quickly written one up uh, about the last two minutes. So uh, depending on uh, quality, it might be good, it might be terrible. Uh, but that's going to start around, I don't know, 45 minutes. Who knows? This is all just very unprecedented at the moment, so bear with us. Uh, now, before we go on trial, uh, I should say our last film to be put on trial was The Warriors. Um, hang on, I've got something here for you. I don't know whether this is going to work or not. I'm going to try and sum up the Warriors film in sound effects. Okay, hang on. Oh. <laughs> that is the entire film. Well that about covers it, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I, who judged that? It was Ozzy. Yeah, of course it was, it was Ozzy. Yeah, it was Jesus me. Christ. So Ozzy, you judged the trial and deemed uh, that it should be placed on the shit list. Some people say wrongly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you've since gone away and you've watched the film, hopefully. Did you make the right it. call or not? No, I, I actually don't think I did. It's a, I think it's a genuinely good film. And um, yeah, your argument just wasn't good enough. If I wasn't angry beforehand, I'm just filled with murderous rage. I'm taking advantage of the fact that you're, you know, you're at least six roads away from me. <laughs> You've seen how long his arms are, Ozzy. He can strangle yeah. you from there. <laughs> well, right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, you know, as, as you may have heard, as I mentioned before, uh, we are all recording this episode remotely due to the old coronavirus. So, apologies if there are any dips in quality. Uh, you can provide feedback to us, though, via Twitter. If you send us a DM, uh, contact us at Film Trials. Uh, now, I don't want to say that this podcast was in any way responsible for the recurrent virus. Jesus. It is a coincidence <laughs> that everything started going to shit as soon as we put Event Horizon and the Warriors on the shit list. <laughs> 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 Somebody's pissed off, man. But anyway, uh, on to the bulk of the show. This week's film, as mentioned before, is Cloverfield. Uh, now, it was picked out with a hat at random and was recommended to us by our good friend, Stee, who said... What's that coming over the hill? Is it a monster? Probably. I that didn't really understand what happened in this film, but it didn't half put the willies up me watching it. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this it's a decent here. review. It is, yeah. Um, Ozzy himself could have written that. Yeah. <laughs> is this 
the stay that's here. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That stay. Yeah, <laughs> taking refuge in my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> He, he no, said right. apologies, um, putting the willies up me is a very English vernacular that a lot of other people might not understand. It, it means uh, feeling scared. So he said he was very scared while he watched it. Uh, now, uh, all of... because that's not what we we signed up for when I said that he was allowed to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, all of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. Uh, so in defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be Joel and Alex. Now, Joel is just like, and now, so I haven't seen Cloverfield, so I've just gone for a generic monsters from monster movies, okay? So bear with me. Uh, so Joel is just like King Kong. He's covered in hair, and he has problems expressing his emotions. Isn't uh, that Brucey? <laughs> <laughs> I can express my emotions just fine. I'm very angry. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was trying to pick which one of you is fucking hairier, but it, it, it's like a four-way tie. Ridiculous. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, Alex is just like Godzilla. Go because on. he's bald. <laughs> hey! hey. <laughs> it's sadly not a live stream in the webcam. <laughs> anyway, uh, acting as prosecution, <laughs> I'm trying to get this film placed on the shit list, will be Ozzy and Dave. Now, Ozzy is just like the mummy. He's been hoarding toilet paper. <laughs> uh, the other the other week uh, I was in desperate need and ran out of toilet paper and then I didn't realise just how bad the situation was so I, tried to, I went out to about three or four different shops and couldn't find any and Ozzy was like hey I've got a secret stash here that I can bring around to yours he's like made a, his own sort of Game of Thrones style throne out of toilet paper um, <laughs> my archway into enter the house is made out of Lou Roll <laughs> uh, oh yeah and, uh, and uh, also joining us he will be Dave and Dave is just like Frankenstein's monster. He's eloquent and very well-spoken, but he does look like he's been cobbled together out of cadavers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I can't deny it. <laughs> now, just like real court advocates, they'll be making the best case for their roles. These may or may not be their real opinions, however, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear their real thoughts. Which means that I have the most important role as I will be playing the judge. And I am just like the Graboid from Tremors. Uh, where, whenever you think of me, you automatically think of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true, unfortunately. Uh, it's funny, but whenever I go for my annual colonoscopy, uh, you can watch the camera snaking around your insides <laughs> and uh, and it always reminds me of the first person camera perspective of the grab boys from <laughs> it's very comforting the special effects <laughs> See, I could literally do a very cheap remake of Gemma's if you give me a couple of months to <laughs> it's not meant uh, to be a horror film though is it <laughs> <laughs> now listen I must decide uh, which list of films should be placed on hit or shit based solely on the arguments put to me and not using my own opinion which is good because I've never watched the film properly before I did try and watch it a number of years back but was unable to watch it uh, because an ex-partner started breaking up with me halfway through. Uh, <laughs> and We've all been what, there, man. Mid, midway it, through what, the film. Yeah, yeah, very annoying. Because what makes it worse <laughs> is it's really interesting, isn't it? <laughs> but it was on the telly, so I couldn't even pause it and resume it after they'd left. <laughs> now, if I ever break up with anybody, I always make sure that they're not in the middle of watching the film. And if they are... I at least make sure that it's on a streaming platform so they can resume it at a later date. <laughs> anyway, um, before we get started, I think that we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about. So, why don't we spin the wheel of impressions? Alright, so here oh, we read off no. the synopsis in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week it has landed on Alex. Uh, now, Great. I've got no idea <laughs> about this film at all. Uh, I, I know some of the actors that star in it, but anybody got any suggestions? How about just a New York accent? It's easy enough, isn't it? Nah, it's too Ooh, easy. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Isn't anything else in the film? Unless you're the only on one with a distinctive uh, accent is T.J. Miller. So, it's T.J. Miller or a generic New York, I think. 
All right, what's the decision? Uh, TJ Miller. TJ Miller, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) The very famous, eloquent voice of TJ Miller. Uh, A group of friends, no, Jesus, venture demon to the streets of New York on a rescue mission during a rampaging monster attack. (laughs) (laughs) I switched to New York halfway through because TJ Miller wasn't happening. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if they ever decide to write TJ Miller's character back into the Deadpool franchise, I think they've got a good standing with you. <laughs> anyway, without further hesitation, uh, can allow me to please kick off proceedings. Uh, so, as I said before, uh, I, you know, I've not really seen this film properly, uh, so I don't know if it's good or not. So, I want a good, clean fight. And I'd like to start off with the defense and just give me a bit of a brief overview as to what this film is about. Uh, yeah, can do. So it starts off with um, the credits, basically. Oh, <laughs> font, please. I want to know about that font. They're not as good as speed, I'll tell you that now. Uh, so, so it opens up and it says um, it, it's found footage from a personal camcorder recovers, recovered by the uh, defense department. And the case has been called Cloverfield. Uh, so the part is basically around, uh, I think it's around kind of five or six, uh, a group of five or six people. And they are at a party when uh, basically all, all hell breaks loose. So I think it, it basically starts with, they hear like a, a loud bang outside and they, they go outside and they see an explosion. Then the, Head from the Statue of Liberty comes uh, kind of crashing down into the street in front of them. And it kind of escalates from there. It's essentially like a, a monster movie, but you never really see much of the monster. It's about these five people um, kind of making their way through New York, trying to survive, trying to get through the uh, not only the damage that the main monster does, but there is kind of other little alien-type creatures as well. Uh, and as I say, it's all done through a camcorder, uh, so the footage is very much, um, you know, as you'd expect. Really, there's there's running sequences where the camera's like really blurry. It's not anything like, you know, uh, Wreck, for example, where that is similar, but it's a lot more stable. This is definitely uh, kind of very shaky, and I believe like even when they. Uh, when the film came out, they had notices at the cinema saying that they basically um, kind of liken this to riding a roller coaster. So if you suffer from motion sickness or anything like that, this film could actually, you know, make you feel sick. So it is genuinely meant to kind of come across as a as a realistic uh, found footage film uh, about escaping from monsters in New York. Okay, uh, that sounds awful to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, I, uh, I've got motion sickness anyway, so uh, it sounds like... There isn't much you don't have. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, prosecution. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it, it, it's the motion sickness thing, the shaky camera, is that a bit annoying? Uh, yeah, massively. Um, I um, So I actually watched this in the cinema when it came out. And... Um, Bullshit. You didn't know what a fucking film was until you started hanging around with us. I tell you what, I've seen all the Transformer movies in the in the cinema <laughs> until 2011. And this that, was yeah. uh, this was You don't go to the cinema often, but when you do, it needs to be for a shaky camera film. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I, I really what it is, I'm scared of roller coasters. And this is as close as you can get to a roller coaster. And, uh, but yeah, this actually, it, it made me feel woozy. Have you ever been in like a really poorly done 3D film where it, where it messes with your eyes? This, this had that sort of nauseating effect. And it was, you know, obviously it's a director's choice. It's a, it's a very stylistic choice that's been made there, you know, and I guess in some ways it's probably cheaper to make, but I just don't think it really, it didn't feel like cinema worthy. I think it felt more, well, it felt cheap in some ways, you know, because they've because they've really gone for it to try and be um, found footage and then try to piece that together. But it just um, for, for me, it was nauseating. If it, it it took you away from the story, it didn't feel real. It 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 was too. It felt too try hard. 
Okay, so it was more like a Blackpool Pleasure Beach attraction than it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, well, you said it, it takes, uh, well, the, you know, the shaky cam takes it away from the found, but, sorry, the plot. So uh, what issues do you have with the plot? Uh, uh, who? Oh, right. Sorry, we're going to have to. <laughs> all, by the way, there's a lot of waving going on. And people I know. At uh, first, I didn't understand what the hell was going on, but now I realise that... So I'm waving it's that like we're trying to get your attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Alex. What, what, what the hell? What, what the... All right, right fine. So, okay, uh, so pass it to Alex. Alex, go. Okay. What, what, what positives have you got well, about the plot? I just say, you know, Ozzy was just saying that, you know, it takes away from... But I just don't get that because the whole thing is that is the story. And it does, it has to sort of, it has to weigh up two things. So it has to sort of, it's found footage almost. So they're not, you know, if it was really well filmed in a way, you'd be like, well, that, that doesn't make sense because these aren't camera people. So they had to sort of do that. And I think they did a really, really good job. You know, it, it doesn't, you know, you believe that these people aren't camera men, but they shoot it really well and you get to see the intro and, and you get to see, you don't get to see everything. That's the whole point in the film. You, you you see little bits of this monster as it goes on, but you basically see it as you would an actual person living through it. You know, and it's and the I like the way they dip. You only see little bits of the monster, and then you see a little bit more, a little bit more, and it's only finally at the end that you actually get a close up view of it. So you know, I didn't find the camera work nauseating at all. I, th- I think it was. I thought I thought it was very innovative, and I think if you didn't have the you know, if it wasn't from a person's perspective, found footage, they, you wouldn't have a film at all. It'd just be a very standard, bog standard sort of Godzilla film, you know, which we've seen for decades. So I think Cloverfield's the whole point of Cloverfield is that it's a camera, and um, it is it is it is original and uh, and it is innovative. So I'd say that's that's its leading strength is that whole the way it's directed. Okay, uh, Dave, I've got a feeling that you're going to disagree with that. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know why you'd, you'd suspect such a thing of me. Um, <laughs> I disagree. I think uh, th- there isn't much innovative going on about this film. It's, it is the same sort of monster movie as we have seen for decades before. It's just been packaged slightly differently. What Alex is saying about, you know, you see uh, little glimpses of the monster or you don't see very much of it at all until the very end. That's just Jaws. That's Jaws repackaged and sold out as Cloverfield. The hidden camera thing, okay, it might be a different spin on it but that's just Blair Witch Project all over again it's, it's a it's a monster movie we've seen all of this before we've just not seen it in this order before there's not much innovative to it unless you're talking like a compilation CD is innovative this is just like <laughs> this is this is a mega a mega mix a greatest hits of uh, of big blockbuster movies of the last couple of decades it doesn't actually bring anything new to the table apart from bringing them together as a compilation as it were that's not necessarily a bad thing but I don't think there's anything uh, special about this. Okay, um, right, so we've spoken a bit about the the monster. Uh, Dave said that it's a bit of like a Jaws thing where you don't really see that much of it. Um, You know, I mean, that worked incredibly well in Jaws. Uh, I, I mean, how well does it work here, Austin? Very well. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's your... I think your voice is so sexy now. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Uh, you know what? Normally, it doesn't bother me that you don't see a monster because actually, when quite often when you do see a monster, the the fear is gone um, in a film. But uh, but it, 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 <laughs> well, you know, because because they're normally made so poorly, aren't they? Like so, the you know, it's very difficult to keep a monster looking scary after you've seen it. So, like like let's say in um, like Stranger Things, more realistic, like more more recently, is that because they've done such a good job making that monster scary throughout the entire series that by the time you actually see it, it it's not nearly as scary as it's just a guy in a fucking costume, you know? So, so this, in this instance, it's, it is scarier before you see it, but it's just, I, I felt like the, because of the way it was shot, it took away from the fear. I, I was, I was not scared of the monster. And I didn't care that I hadn't seen it. The same as in Jaws. It doesn't matter that you don't see this, the shark till the end. But when you do see the shark, it's pretty shit, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's the <laughs> you know, so it's like it, it, it detracts from the fear by the time you actually see the thing that you're scared of. Okay, um, so so and, yeah, but, and that's the same here. Let's say, but but in this instance, um, they do a good job of keeping you away from it. It's just that they they also do a good job of not making you feel scared of it because by the, by the time you you want to be scared, I, I kind of wish the monster would kill them. 
That's just a bit frustrating <laughs> watching these people with a fucking shaky cam. Yeah, especially because yeah. one of them is TJ Miller. I can, I can see him. <laughs> uh, Joel, agree or disagree? Is George shit? <laughs> <laughs> no one said that. No one said that. I, know. I said well, that, the, I said that the, the actual shark itself had a lot to believe to, to be desired. George well, is shit then, yeah, George. <laughs> when Peter Nossie said George was shit, I, <laughs> I think you can take a lot from that. Uh, but, you know, D- Dave did to kind of uh, reference Jaws and lots of other films have, have done the same. I can remember, uh, you know, John Krasinski saying it was a main uh, kind of inspiration for, for A Quiet Place. So I think you can definitely take things from other films and kind of improve on them. And I think this idea is definitely fresh. You know, I don't think we've had anything like this before. Um, and I don't really think we've had too much like it since. Um, so in terms of the monster, I think it, it's more tense than scary, especially when um, kind of the smaller kind of monsters slash parasites come off the big monster and kind of come into New York. Uh, for example, there's a sequence um, in a underground uh, and they're basically being chased by these kind of small parasite type creatures and again you you get to see very very little of them it's amazing really how kind of tense um you do feel you know when you take into account the fact that you see very little it's all just done through the acting uh kind of the sound uh you know you can hear the monster you can hear like the scurrying and that type of thing and also the environment um you know as i said in the underground it's all very dark it's all very dingy it's not like you know um you can see in the dark or anything like that. It is exactly what it says on the tin. It's a found camera footage. So when they're running in the dark, it's just pitch black. Um, it's only when they get into kind of lit areas that you get to see uh, kind of what's going on. Uh, and then, you, you know, the budget for this film as well, I think, was was quite small compared to a lot of big blockbusters. And I think it was really... Uh, in a tiff in terms of the way that they did the... Uh, well the way that they spent the money and the way that they kind of got the scares across. For example, there's a scene where one of the party gets bitten by one of the little parasite creatures and eventually she uh, gets taken into quarantine. But as she's getting taken into quarantine, they kind of go into the tent. So you see like their silhouettes and you basically, she basically explodes more or less like blood. (laughs) Uh, So it was a really easy way essentially of getting you know, what is an over-the-top death, but without using all, like, the over-the-top gore and kind of unrealistic Hollywood special effects that you might see in kind of films today. And I just think it fit, you know, really well with the actual uh, kind of theme that the fe- that the film was going for. Okay. Um, uh, Alex? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Just a quick... I, I just wanted to, like, everything I Joel said, I, I totally agree with. I just think, you know... That, that's fine. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, like, the... Um, you know, t- t- I was just thinking, you know, because Dave was saying it, it, is, it isn't innovative. And, you know, and, and I'd agree with that. There are, you know... I'd say there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it does use things that have, been, have gone before. But I'd say this is one of the few films where you actually get the idea of what it might be like for this sort of thing to happen and from a normal person's perspective. So actually sort of seeing that actually you, you're really, really small, it really gives you that perspective of being on the ground and having this huge monster um, destroying the whole city around you and not being able to fight back and not knowing as well. It's very interesting the way you don't know where this has come from. You don't find out where it's come from, which you wouldn't do if you were a normal person. And you also, spoiler alert, wouldn't survive. So, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's quite hot. It's quite brutal as well in the way that, you know, it, it deals with its characters. So I definitely think that's, that's what's new about this film. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Dave. Sorry. I thought that I just, <laughs> I thought that I, I thought that I just muted Alex, but I just realized he just stopped very abruptly. <laughs> it's also very funny as well, because uh, the platform that we use in Google Hangouts, uh, when Alex is looking at his computer screen, it looks like he's directly looking at you, Dave. So, <laughs> but he was saying, but he said, well, when Dave says this, uh, yeah. <laughs> stop hitting them, Alex. Stop hitting them. Um, okay, so um, 
Dave, yeah, okay. So, uh, I'm getting a feeling from Joel uh, that it's a very atmospheric film. Uh, you know, he says that it's made on a small budget and that they, uh, you know, they managed to use that uh, quite well. Um, the, some of the scares are quite original. That it's not overly gory, and the stuff with the lighting and what Alex was saying before about being on the ground and being from a first-person perspective, it makes it feel very real. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Um, all good points, all fairly true, but um, again, not particularly original. Uh, it is all set on the ground. It is all from that first-person perspective. That's what made the Blair Witch Project such a big success. I know I said that before, but again, that is that is kind of the thing. It's why people are able to connect with that film in such a way. And with regards to the the, uh, the, the lighting the directing you know it, it's all fine i guess but you know because it's done in a first person perspective and kind of a, a found footage way it's meant to be rustic it lets you get away with a lot of sins it covers up a lot of mistakes a lot of things that were kind of rustically done and that's fine you know it's a rustic aesthetic that they were going for but it doesn't necessarily mean it's polished it doesn't necessarily mean that it's skillful it was just kind of this was the style we decided to choose and it meant you know we didn't have to really push ourselves too hard it it borrows a lot from other films i can't stress that enough you know the only thing that was really original about this film was the clever marketing and in terms of its budget the marketing budget was spent particularly well you know they they hyped themselves up long before before the film was even released with very just by giving people little tidbits like they do in the film you know you only see a clip of the monster you only see a tiny bit of it you know you'd only see like the, the head of the, of the statue of liberty in the middle of a street and you'd wonder what's this film about what's going on here which again they borrowed from uh, escape from new york i think that was that poster had the severed head of the statue of liberty in the middle of the street so again although it, it stoked up people's interest it stoked up a lot of hype it again was another feature that they borrowed from previous successful films now like i say this this is, is essentially a greatest hits compilation, and some people like greatest hits compilations. But I think the thing is, you've got to remember is there is nothing original going on here. Uh, not nothing. There is there is stuff. You know, you, you can. I, I think it's hard to make a truly original monster film. Do you know what I mean? Without using anything that's gone before, and you know, using ideas from you know from previous artists is, is used in all sorts of. In all forms of arts, you know, it's like, you know, uh, Michelangelo didn't just do something completely new. Do you know what I mean? He just, you know, he, 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 it, it's from, you know, you stand on the shoulders of your previous greats. Did Not you, saying that Cloverfield is the Sistine Chapel. Are you trying to say... Are you trying to say Sistine Chapel? But no, I'm just saying that, like, you know, he's going to, you know, all monster films are going to have some little bits taken from other films. But uh, you know, it doesn't make it necessarily bad, and there are there are some original bits in it. Okay, thank you very uh, much, um, Austin. Yeah. Do you think that the Pope should paint over the ceiling of the Sistine <laughs> Chapel with some footage from Cloverfield? Yes or no? Uh, yes. Okay, <laughs> it's definitely up there with, with Michelangelo's greatest works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I can I please? Uh, so this is this is just one for me, not one for listeners. Can I please ask all those on the call to stop drawing pictures of Willie's <laughs> and put them to the camera? It's, it's very hard for me to concentrate here. Uh, but okay, so uh, the just, funny thing is, Alex just wrote a note and he thought that we're in a mirror or something, so he's written it back to front when really we can actually read it properly. And also, I'd like to point out to you, Gav, that it is the defence that are drawing pictures. Which is not the prosecution. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, yeah, they're trying to take away from the arguments here and just distract you totally. Right, okay, we, so uh, uh, know what he likes. One of the points that was mentioned before was about the sense of realism, and I noticed uh, looking through the cast list before that at the time the cast it was comprised of a lot of unknown actors. Now, a lot of them have gone on to, you know, uh, become more famous and more well-known, but at the time they were quite, uh, you know, relatively unknown actors. Uh, so did that help essentially uh, create that sense of realism and how were their performances? I know that obviously they've gone on to become, uh, you know, more well-known or well-established and maybe their acting abilities have improved over time. So was it a case of when they were just starting off, maybe it wasn't so honed or polished. So yeah, just asking, starting with Ozzy. I think, uh, I think that uh, at first really, really worked for the film that they were, no, they were people you didn't know. Um, so that, that works well is that because they could be you. That's the whole point of this. It's meant to be realistic. 
So by not knowing who they are and they're not a big star, that you think, well, wow, this it really could be, you know, uh, found camera footage. But actually, the acting is so poor that it's just a bit grating. You know, it, it, it's it's one thing to have real camera footage, and you had a great actor that you didn't know that'd be fine because it would feel as though you were really a part of it. But because it is, it's just poor acting. Not always poor, but there's enough poor sections of it that. You, like the the hospital scene so just before the the blowing up section where that woman gets blown up behind the screen just that bit that's just like and and the reactions to the monster things like that they just put they they just take you out of it they like they they feel like acting they feel like you know uh, like amateur actors okay, so- rather than rather than uh, somebody really living that fear, you know, it, it, so it, it, for me, I think it was a, it was a good idea, but it was poorly executed. Okay. So you're saying like better actors acting and pretending to be scared would have been better than relatively unknown or non-actors in this situation. Yeah. 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 Okay. I just didn't feel like they, they portrayed the fear. Okay. That was the issue for me. Uh, okay. Um, Joel, yeah, agree, disagree. Obviously, disagree. But tell me why. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do disagree. Like you, you know, if I thought they were bad, I probably would just say that they're bad. But I, I do think that they all do a really good job. You know, Ozzy kind of hit the nail on the the, head, the nail on the head. Sorry, when he said that. Um, you know, you you meant to kind of be in this. You meant to uh, kind of think that it's a found footage camera, and you know, not for one second did I kind of you know, feel like I was watching a film. It did feel like, you know, I was just watching, you know, a, a new... You felt like you were watching a documentary. <laughs> exactly. More or less, yeah. Um, Wait, it wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, that's exactly what I mean. You know, it, do, it really doesn't feel like a, a Hollywood film. Like, it, ju- it just doesn't feel the same. And I think the acting is all done really, really well. Uh, you know, if you go into YouTube, for example, and you have a look for that scene where the... Um, where the girl explodes uh, it's actually done really really well basically what happens is her eyes start bleeding and then uh, to to basically coin a phrase which uh, Avengers used as well she says I don't feel so good and then um, you know uh, she gets uh, like all the people around her are like shit she's been bitten rush her into quarantine and you can see the panic on all of their faces and then when you know she goes behind the screen and her friends just see her like basically disappear into like a big pile of blood uh you know the the shock and like just look of awe on their faces you know it, it's entirely genuine and i you know i'll just come back to the point where it doesn't really feel like you are watching a film it, it does feel like you know it, it is the news and you're watching like an actual live piece of uh footage okay uh thanks dave you are usually actors most staunch defense uh you you know every single actor who's ever do you think that the actors gave a good job here um i think they're fair i think they do all right given the circumstances i think they uh, what you got to remember is the as you said they are not well known well they weren't well known actors at the time uh jessica lucas lizzie kaplan tj miller they've all gone on to much bigger things since but at the time no one really knew them they hadn't really done that much film work and what you got to remember i don't think any experienced actors at this point would have done a better job necessarily because they're acting against cgi monsters essentially whether it be a large cgi monster or smaller ones so much of what they're supposed to be reacting to isn't actually there and this film came out in 2006 I think and it was had a very low budget bear in mind they weren't experienced filmmakers they weren't really sure you know this this is a real test for actors it's not like you're just acting on a set or you know you get in the costume and you can get into, into the right mindset this is a very different game for them so I think in that respect their inexperience shone through but that doesn't necessarily mean they gave poor performances. They did the best what they had available. And I do mean their experience, not the script in that instance. I see that, Alex. But <laughs> it wasn't aimed at you. I was trying to get his attention. Sorry, sorry. To, to be honest, it was aimed at really Dave. <laughs> it's not the first time he's put it in Dave's face. 
<laughs> but no, I do so think they had anyone, to do a fair for anyone job. Listening, the, pic, the pictures are back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they can guess. So, to Dave, right? So, you're saying that it, this is quite a test for actors because essentially they're performing against the backdrop, and even the most experienced actor probably would have had difficulty because it was all CGI. Michelle, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So, Alex, um, would the most experienced actors find this difficult? Do you think they would have, you know, uh, you know, somebody who would have had experience of CGI films before, maybe done a better job? Well, I'd, I'd agree with what a lot of people said there. To be honest, uh, you know, Ozzy's right. I think they went in the right direction by picking on actors, uh, definitely because of the way the the story is. It's about real people, and you're meant to be in the in the action. And I think if you had had any well known actors, that would have taken you out, and you'd definitely be more like, "All right, I'm watching a hero." Whereas you are, you know, it, having unknown actors definitely made you feel like you were watching real people. Um, I, I don't think there's an awful lot of bits where they're actually acting against CGI. You know, there's there's bits where the camera shot cuts to the monster and then a few reactions, but that doesn't dominate the film. A lot of the interaction, you know, the, the story spends quite an, quite a, a good amount of time setting up the relationships between people. So there's there's a good period at the start of the film where nothing's happening and it's just normal life, and it sets it sets up relationships really well and the acting's really well done there i think um you know it, it's straight it's a hard job for the actors that i don't think you, you didn't want to have like a big performance of an actor doing like a huge emotional because really that's not how real people genuinely talk to each other do you know what i mean it's not like they're going to have these amazingly scripted moments of you know professing their love or something like that and i think what they capture is how real people actually do talk to each other and i think they did a, a really really good job i also think the extras are really well done you know not not normally something i think about in a film but there's a bit um when they come out of the apartment right at the beginning and the head of the statue of liberty sort of just skids towards them it's quite quite a quite an affecting moment and um especially i'd imagine if you live in new york and uh, the, the the extras around them, there's this big bit where they're all talking and sort of deciding where they need to go and people walking across the bridge. And yeah, I just think it's so well done that you just definitely think that that is happening. So I think the actors did a fantastic job in the sense that they, they keep kept it low-key. You know, this was their breakout movie, um, but they kept it low-key. They didn't go over the top and they, they kept it like real people. So I, I think the acting's really, really good in this. Okay, thank you very much, Alex. Uh, Dave, quick question. Would this film have been better or worse if Nicolas Cage would have played the monster? <laughs> um, it would have been different. <laughs> I'll just leave very that on the table. Yeah, okay. I'll leave that on the table. Um, right, so one thing that I think uh, adds, uh, like, uh, well, helps the tone in monster films and in horror films in general is music. Um, now, what is the music like here? Because I know that uh, obviously you've been talking about a sense of realism and they're using sort of um, steady hand cameras or shaky hands or whatever, and they're using maybe not well-known actors uh, in the performance roles. So what, what's the music? Is it is there a soundtrack? Is it, is it maybe no music at all? What's what's going uh, on? Um, yeah, so it's got, it's got no score at all. No score so at, at all? Yeah, at all. So there literally isn't any uh, kind of score. There is like end titles and starting titles and that type of thing. But during the film, I'm pretty sure there's no music at all. But it, it, it's like paranormal activity, though. It kind of wouldn't make sense if they had a score going on. Do you know what I mean? Because it is found footage. Okay. I have to uh, agree with that. that the, the, the should, yeah, there yeah. isn't any music. There shouldn't be any music. Yeah, That's right. There's completely no need for it. And, and they, they did the right thing by not having it. Yeah. All right, okay. I get it. There's no music. Like, Austin, do you think it helps or hinders the film by not having any music in it? It, it helps, definitely. If, if there had been music in it, I would have totally taken away from what was obviously a directorial choice to, to, to be, um, be handheld footage. You know, there was a little bit of music at the party, and it was just party, you know, party scenes. But other than that, you, you, that that's it, and it works well. That's what it should have been. Okay. But, um, but in terms of sounds, soundtrack, I felt like the aliens themselves were a bit uh, of an odd choice of sound, considering you know we, the, the the vibe that was going there. It was almost like a throwback to, to like a uh, you know. Uh, Austin, I haven't seen the film properly, so you're going to have to do an impression of the aliens. Understanding? <laughs> so uh, no. Okay. Oh, come on, you've, you've started it now. Come on, come on, you've got it. 
I can't do the sounds. Right. Oh, that's, that is such a <laughs> point. Everybody at home who's listening to this is like, come on, Austin, do an impression, and you I are know. letting them down. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, well, I'm sorry. I literally didn't have the ability to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's everything that I wanted to ask. Uh, is there anything else that people want to add? So I'm going to start with Alex. Uh, yeah, just the only thing is just that hasn't been covered is maybe just, um, you know, the, the film is about them escaping a monster, but I don't think that would have been enough if you just had them just running away from it and not being able to and some people exploding behind screens and all of that, you know. So I think the way it's very clever, the way it sets up the relationships between the characters and makes you feel that they're real and trying to look out for each other. And I think they did that really well. It was a, it's a difficult balancing act to make sure you've got action and you've got things that work with the handheld cam and also putting in a bit of emotional tension and drama into it. And I think they really, really got 10 out of 10 for that on me, for, for me. Okay, um, Dave. <laughs> <Don't they gotta laughs> argue. <laughs> Dave, uh, Alex has given uh, ten thumbs up out of ten thumbs. Um, <laughs> uh, now, uh, so, what would, what would you say? Uh, so he says that it's more uh, than just the monster film about escaping the monster. It's also a great deal of focus on the characters and their relationships as well. I mean, well, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, that that sounds like Jaws. That sounds like Predator. That sounds like so many other films that have come. My Predator. whole point about this, yeah. <laughs> My whole point. Hey, we find a great deal about Blaine and Max relationship. With Predator, right? So don't diss it. All I've got to say, I know I've been hammering this point home a lot over the course of the podcast, but the big thing that um that gets me about this film is how how original people say it is. It's not original at all it has taken uh, something that worked from this film it's taken a marketing campaign that worked from another film and it's just spliced everything together i stand by it. this is a greatest hits compilation that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad but it is just a greatest hits compilation so any any ideas of originality should be taken uh, well out of the window and the film is flawed you know it was done by very a, a, a relatively inexperienced director at the time and with an inexperienced cast it therefore is flawed but the question is, does it get away with some of those flaws simply because it is shot in the rustic way in which it is shot? What's the answer, Dave? Uh, Gabriel Tellers. <laughs> okay, uh, Joel, um, go on. So uh, what, anything, any final points that you want to um, shout out about now? Um, I think it's been covered, really. I, I just feel like if you are a fan of film in general that you will enjoy it i don't think you have to be a fan of any particular genre i don't think although it's kind of portrayed as horror i don't think it you know dips its feet too badly mm. in into horror i think literally anybody could enjoy this and you know unless you do get uh motion sickness or whatever then i think it'll appeal to everybody I, uh, I, I mean, I disagree. I'm going to jump in. I think it's a bit of a waste of time. I feel like in 2008, we got to that point where everyone was doing shaky camera films. It didn't really... Oh, so your home here. videos don't count. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I mean, I, I first latched onto it in 2005. Yeah, that was probably... <laughs> but honestly, I... I, I feel a bit of bitterness it. going I through, wasn't <laughs> Uh, I, I, for, to be fair, you was, did have the idea of a monster going through Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a waste of a, a waste of, of time and effort, really. Like other other JJ Abrams films, have done so much so much more in terms of storytelling. I thought this had a lot of potential, and it just didn't didn't pay off. That's that's oh, for me. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I think I've got everything that I need from you four jackasses. So I'm going to, I was going to say, I'll pass over to somebody to do a quiz to take my mind off stuff. Uh, But unfortunately it's me who's doing it. And I only found out a couple of minutes before we started recording the episode. So I've just hastily knocked this quiz off. Wait, 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 wait. We might have to redo that bit. Pause one second. Ozzy, you've got the double sound on again. Jesus Christ, Ozzy. Fucking amateur hour here. It's because uh, there's, there like, there's like three or four, well, three, I was going to say four people. There's three people in this house and Mabel doesn't count. She's a dog. Um, <laughs> all all on the internet, all doing video calls. So it's, uh, uh-huh. sorry, it keeps kicking me off. Who the fuck's uh, Steve speaking to? I think he's 
watching us. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's just watching us in the background. He's just like masturbating. <laughs> but no, so I just, uh, sorry, so I just had to turn my phone on to the, uh, the, the network rather than the Wi-Fi. So. Okay, I'm sorry. just going to... Uh, sorry, everyone. It's all right. I'm going to resume. Okay. Starting with... Okay. Yes, so this week I'm going to be doing the quiz. Uh, I only found out about it about two minutes before we started recording the episode. So apologies if the quality of it is shit, but you've only got yourselves to blame. Okay, uh, so this quiz is all about monsters, or as Joel calls them, monsters. Uh, starting with question. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Start with question one. How many Godzilla movies have there been? Fingers on buzzers. Oh There's my god. Buzzers are loads of shit Alex, ones like Godzilla and seven. Space and stuff. S- Alex is saying seven, okay. Teen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Go uh, lower. Lower. But not uh, by much. Not by much. Okay, so Dave's going lower than 17. Ozzy? 15. 15. I'm saying 12. 12. Oof, Joel, lower. Higher than 12 or 17 uh, or 15. I know for a fact that there's a shit ton, so I'm going to go for like 30. Okay, uh, congratulations, Joel. It's actually 32. Oh, oh, shit. Well done, well done. Right, okay, so uh, here's a question for you. Uh, number two, actually. Who is bigger King Kong or Godzilla? King Kong buzzers. This could be a huge debate. Oh, Dave, the only one who used the buzzer. Godzilla, surely. Godzilla, Unless you're going with the John Goodman King Kong film. It was much bigger uh, than that. <laughs> uh, well, actually, in the John Goodman King Kong film, he was still a third of the size of Godzilla. There we go. So, there we go. Screw you, Hollywood. Right. Uh, question number three. Fingers on buzzers, everyone. Who was going to play the Invisible Man in Universal's failed Dark Universe? I don't know. They couldn't see him. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, Hang on, I'm just googling it. <laughs> Can we have a clue? Okay. Uh, he is a famous actor. Was in the A list now, hovering towards the shit list. Uh, Tom Cruise. No, he's, no, he's not Harvard. He's like fully submerged in it. Uh, Stand by Mickey Rock. More commonly, Sean Connery. More, <laughs> Kurt Russell. More, how fucking dare you? <laughs> more commonly known for Tim Burton collaborations. Hey, Johnny Depp. Yes, Johnny Depp. Point for Joel. Right. Uh, question four. Who played the first version of Frankenstein's monster in the 1931 film? Dave uh, Karloff Boris Karloff yeah Boris Karloff well done and uh, number five maybe one for Dave how many times did Karloff play the creature about six anybody higher or lower than six hang on just give me a minute no stop fucking googling I'm going to say f- five I'm going to say five seven seven eight Alex, <laughs> Alex, uh, make sure that you can only get it if you were bang on Dave who said five Ozzy Ozzy well, you get the point he was only he only played it three times well don't don't applaud yourself <laughs> it's embarrassing uh, now, number six which actor played maybe probably against typecast as an all action lead of 2017's Kong Skull Island Buzz. It's not John Goodman. <laughs> buzz, buzz. Dave? Tom Hiddleston. It is Tom Hiddleston. Well done. And uh, next question. And uh, Which actor played, probably maybe against typecast as the all action lead in Peter Jackson's remake of King Kong? Buzz. buzz. Uh, I'm going to give that one to Joel. Uh, Adrian Thingio. Mm-hmm. Buzz. Uh, uh, Alex. <laughs> Adrian Brody. Well done, Alex. Uh, this is a question that I'm hoping Ozzy will get right, and if he doesn't, we would be very annoyed. Uh, talking about big monkeys, which, which city is the brilliant, the acclaimed, truly memorable Dwayne Johnson vehicle rampage <laughs> setting? Was it, was it Tokyo? For fuck's sake. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Los Angeles. No. Uh, anybody? Boston. San Francisco. No. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> right. Alex, Chicago. 
Uh, do you know why I said Tokyo? Because that's where I watched it in Japan. Oh, well, uh, the question wasn't where did you watch the film, Austin? <laughs> Otherwise, most <laughs> answers would be in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we, um, do you know, because you guys recorded the little review of it when I was away. Yeah, I had to listen to those three slating it after, and you as well, considering you're like my biggest advocate for, for The Rock. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm shit so, you thought it was. I'm I sorry, but it, but it, it was. It was quite shit, to be fair. Shut up, right? Number nine. Uh, which, uh, who directed the monster-smashing monster blockbuster, Pacific Rim? <laughs> Dave. Guillermo del Toro. Yes, well done. And number 10, which actor played the son of Idris Elba's character in the sequel? Charlie. Oh, fuck. It's uh, the guy from Star Wars. What's his name? Biz. Jumbo 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 Jumbo. Alex. Yes. Well done, Alex. Again. Now, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Alex. <laughs> okay, number 11. What is the title of the Norwegian 2010 monster horror movie? Troll Dave. Hunters. <laughs> I'm going to give this one to Dave because he probably fair. knew the answer and he did yeah, both. Fair. Fair. Uh, that is Troll Hunter. <laughs> well done. Thank you very much, uh, Dave. Uh, number 12, what year was the probable first vampire movie Nosferatu released? 1953. Buzz. 1953. Uh, Dave? 1922. Uh, well, I'm not even going to say hi or low because it was Bob on 1922. Well done, Dave. Boom. Wow, well done. And which Jesus actor Christ. played the lead actor, Dave? Max Shrek. <laughs> uh, which actor played Max Shrek in a fictional retelling of the Buzz. story? Shadow of a Vampire. Alex. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Yes, well told, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> and our last question. You fucking snaked all these. <laughs> <laughs> which last question? And which uh, list did Shadow of the Vampire end up on the hit or the shit list? Oh. Shit list. <laughs> shit list, I think. Yeah, shit I think it was the shit list. I can't remember. I think it was, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give that one to Alex for being such a... <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm one, one in ages. Sneaky. Sneaky. <laughs> Getting all of the answers. Pounce in it to win it. In it to win it. Okay, well done. Well done. Uh, right, so I've had uh, some time to think your arguments and decide which list this film is going to be placed on uh, so you have some very good arguments to be honest uh, more sort of down the line than I was expecting um, I didn't realise it was as sort of love it or hate it uh, or maybe, maybe it isn't maybe you're just doing a good job pretending uh, when they were uh, talking about shaky cam I hate shaky cam films if they're done poorly and it did sound like this was maybe done a bit poorly especially if they haven't put up notices in the movie theaters beforehand to say watch out because you might get nauseous uh i i, I liked what dave was saying that you know this isn't really very original and that the whole thing was that it was based on originality and this is supposed to be a very innovative film but it just feels like a best of of all the monster or horror films that have gone before it but I did really like essentially what Alex and uh, Joel were saying in that it's inspired by great films and it does a good job of sort of taking um, good elements of these films and sort of recreating them. And when they were talking about creating this sort of creepy atmosphere by using sort of dark lighting or no lighting at all, no music, um, sort of not very well-known actors, and it helps create a sense of realism. So, yeah, Dave, you, you did have a very good point as well about the marketing, but when you're talking about the marketing, I thought that it sounded good, to be fair. And, um, you know, it, it, I do agree with a lot of what you and Austin were saying, but it seemed that your main argument was the fact that, you know, this film has been done better before, but you didn't really kind of convince me that it was a bad film just that there were better versions of it available, if that makes sense. I am sort of intrigued to watch it. I think Joel and Alex have done a very good job of selling it, so I think on that basis I'm going to put it on the hit list. Hey. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> Maybe I was right. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> Double applause. Uh, everybody enjoyed that uh, verdict. Um, so, yeah, so let's find out. What do people actually think? Genuine opinions, starting with Alex. Yeah, it's a good film. I think you'll like it. Like, uh, definitely is. I, d I do think it is original. I'm not saying it's completely got its own ideas about everything, but 
yeah, I think I think it is. It's a good one, and it's definitely worth being on the hit list. Okay, uh, Dave, did you not like it as much as you said you did? I never saw this in the cinema, but I went out and took a punt on it when it came out on DVD, and I think I must have watched it like about ten times in the space of a month. I loved it. I absolutely oh, love right. the film. Um, it, yeah, there's it, not a great deal of originality to it, but it is a greatest hits compilation. And who doesn't love a greatest hits compilation? You know, they are the best bits, and they did it well. They brought their own finesse to it, their own style to it. It's it's a solid film, and yeah, I think it's in the right place. Well done, well done. You did a good job of, of hiding that, Dave. But I do have an answer to that rhetorical question that you asked, <laughs> and the answer is you. You've you own about two hundred thousand albums, and I don't think any of them are greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Austin. Uh, yeah, your genuine opinion. I really liked it. Yeah, I did see it. I actually did see it in the, in the cinema, and um, and and while I th- I felt it was the shaky camera th- is nauseating, um, it, it's a great uh, it's a great tool to carry that story across. It, it works perfectly well. It's it's. It's totally, it's totally the right way to tell that to tell that thing. It's very real and uh, it's immersive. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great film. Okay, thank you. And Joel, the man who usually doesn't like any film that we review, uh, I, I can't remember the last film that we reviewed that you actually liked. So, did you like this or no? It's been a while since this has happened. To be honest, all of us like a film, but I, oh, wow. I also really enjoy this film. Like I, I remember seeing it at the time, and again, it, it was quite. It's just a shame, like you know, they fucked the sequel so badly. Although Ten Cloverfield Lane is is very good, but then when they tried to re- actually explain where this monster came from, let's be honest, that was an absolute bag of toilets. Is that paper. a paradox? I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. oh we, we, tried, we tried to watch it, didn't we? We watched like the first ten minutes on a, a lads holiday. Oh, we watched um, the whole thing. Oh, oh right, watched, so. I, I was I, I, I tuned out after ten <laughs> minutes. But yeah. basically, basically, you, me, and uh, was it Steve got there on the lads holiday, and I said to you guys, "Oh, I watched this film last night. It was absolutely awful." And you put it on. You <laughs> 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 just how awful it was, and I ended up watching it twice in two days. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I it's, still dire. it's still dire. <laughs> uh, oh, oh wow. Well. Um, yeah, okay, right. Uh, Joel, Shag, Barry, avoid the Cloverfield films. <laughs> uh, so I would obviously avoid the paradox. I would probably marry John Goodman, 10 Cloverfield Lane, <laughs> and Shag this run. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, Anybody got any uh, trivia about this film at all? Uh, did you know it's actually meant to be like found footage, like a camcorder? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That was actually. <laughs> I heard that it's so realistic that some people think it's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Many people um, compare this film to some of the greatest works of art in our human history. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this film was real. I thought this was the reason none of us are leaving our houses right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so high or low than our previous film on trial, which was the cinematic masterpiece, <laughs> The Warriors, which scored 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. High oh, or lower? That's very high. Yeah, it's going to be lower, but, you know. Not a lot lower. I'd say 81. Maybe like yeah. 75. I'll go around the 75 mark. I'm with Joel on this one. I'm going to yeah. say I'm going to say 72. Okay, uh, I, yeah, I give it to uh, Dave and Joel. It's 77, so not too far off there. And uh, once again, I put up the poll on Twitter over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list Cloverfield Lane, sh- oh, not Cloverfield Lane, just Cloverfield, plain old standard original classic Cloverfield, <laughs> which list that should be placed on. And 54% of our listeners decided that it should be placed on the hit list. So yeah, very sort of down the line there. It's quite close. Um, but before we adjourn the case, it's time for a little caption contest. So what we do here is we take a screenshot of the film, put it on Twitter, ask our friends and followers to provide a funny caption with the best one winning a frog-shaped chocolatey treat. Uh, now, you can't leave the house. I know. I am not allowed to leave the house for 12 weeks, apparently, is what the doctors told me. Um, so your photos will be quite delayed. Expect them sometime before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
um, I wouldn't mind, but I've already got a backload of uh, Freddos here as well. So I've got like a bit of a, like, a, a pile of Freddos that need to send out. I can't guarantee that I'm going to uh, not eat them before. Uh, right. Okay. So, um, the so what you're saying is they may or may not get a Freddo. You may, yeah, the, the the best caption here may or probably may not get a Freddo. <laughs> I will try and send them out if I do not eat them beforehand, <laughs> but there's no guarantee, especially if I can't get out and buy uh, chocolate at the shops. I'm sorry. I'm going to read the stash of Freddos that we've got. Apologies, Dave. Um, so the caption that I've got here is Lizzie Kaplan's character sitting sort of crouched next to a bin, looking quite scared. Uh, to say the least. Right. Okay. So you guys just got to pick the best or funniest caption, starting with number one. Wait, what happened to this franchise? <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, deleted scene from the live action Aladdin. Number three, <laughs> social distancing. <laughs> uh, number four, no toilet roll or hand gel anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number five uh, yeah as you can guess a lot of these are coronavirus uh, number five uh, don't look at me like that waste not want not I couldn't get an online shop <laughs> uh, uh, next one one week into COVID-19 and she'll oh I'm not going to read that out. <laughs> wow actually I will I will I've started so I'll finish one week into COVID-19 and chill and she gives you this look <laughs> uh, next one um, uh, no, I'm not going to read that one either <laughs> Jesus um, uh, I don't think I'm going to read that one either the last one is uh, you want to sing what? Gal? I don't understand that one so apologies I'm sorry I should have bet these before did you finish that one, the last one is that the last one that's not getting a Fred I'm sorry unless, unless you've got one Aussie right Toilet paper was my favourite as well, yeah. Same. Uh, toilet paper and hand gel. Toilet paper and hand gel. Okay, well done. Maybe instead of a Fredo, we'll send them a, to- a, a piece of toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Fredo wrapped in toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, congratulations to our uh, long-time listener, big-time fan, Craig Harris. You've just oh, won nice. yourself Fredo. Uh, keep hold of it, good friends, because it will probably end up as currency in the new world. <laughs> if you actually get it. <laughs> if you get it. So, uh, the next film on trial has been picked, not at random, not out of the hat, but by our good pal Austin, who uh, has picked the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Austin, can you tell us why? <laughs> Um, because I watched a Netflix documentary about the toys that made us and I was, it reminded me of how big a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan I was at the time as a kid. And, um, I'd love to watch it again and see whether it's actually as good as, uh, as I remember it being. Basically. Okay. So you haven't actually rewatched it in many years and it yeah. might actually be shit. So you're going to defend the film that could potentially be awful. Yeah, but I, I just can't imagine it would be for me to <laughs> absolutely love it. Like, how could yeah. it be a bad film? It exactly. was such a huge, a huge phenomenon in our childhood. So, wasn't it yeah, true? Wasn't no that way you used film. to dye yourself green and wear a little pair of red underpants <laughs> and run around with two sticks? I, I didn't just used to. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you're telling Katie's me. with me, man. I'm great with two sticks and. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're telling me the, the man whose favourite horror film is Hocus Pocus <laughs> had such high standards as a child that he has no wavering doubt about whether or not his opinion on Teenage Ninja Turtles has changed in the past 20 years. Um, yes, that is exactly what I'm saying, that this <laughs> film okay. is, no, n- without a doubt, <laughs> the greatest film of the 1990s. <laughs> I, don't, I right. don't even know what year it came out. What year did it come out? Anyone yeah, know? probably around the 90s, yeah. yeah. yeah honestly, 90s. I, I, I have no doubt that this is the greatest film of, of our childhood. Right, okay. <laughs> Let's see next week if that lives up to it. <laughs> right, okay. So uh, anyway, the roles have... Uh, I've been picked out of the hat at random, so obviously defending the role is going to be Austin, and uh, joining Austin will be Joel, so good luck on that one, Joel. Uh, <laughs> going to be judging that seminal classic. Uh, acting as prosecution and trying to get the film placed on the shit list will be myself and Dave, which means the judge will be Alex. 
Okay, so thank you very much to everybody who's listened to this episode. If you liked the episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And why not give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? It's not like you've got that much else on at the moment. Is it? <laughs> uh, just to spread the warm love that is films on trial in as many years as possible. Uh, but remember to keep at least three paces between those, yourself and those ears. Uh, and check out our Twitter page, our Facebook, our YouTube, our Instagram. It's all films on trial. Uh, thank you very much, guys. We'll, we've we've just judged that Cloverfield is a hit. And we'll be in your ears next week with Teenage Mutant... Te- fucking can't even say... I'm going to survive next week. I cannot say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, whatever. We're going we're gonna to be in your ears with that. Heroes in a half show. Turtle power. Goodbye.